podcast. Ladies, we are 45, 45 days away from the Provocative Experience event. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. We still have tickets available. They are going fast. So make sure you guys click the link in the bio and get your ticket. Because I know some of you ladies are waiting till last minute, but I promise you, I will not be opening up more spots. So if you are planning to attend, get your ticket ahead of time. Because like I said, I am not expanding more tickets. I believe I did expand one or two more VIP tickets because they sold out. But I have like two more left. So click the link in the bio if you're ready to come. I am saying the best woman empowerment event. You can be the judge of that, but I'm so excited. It's a full day event. If you want more information, click the link in the bio. I have all the information on that and what to expect. But as always, if you have any questions, let me know because it's going to be an amazing time and I cannot wait to see you there. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. But before we do that, you guys know I like to give you guys a little intro on my life. I am coming back on YouTube. I promise I am literally strategizing with Chris right now how to come back on on YouTube and what we need to do. But as I was sitting today in my lash uh, text chair, um, I decided I was going to set some goals for myself for my 30th birthday. I feel like um, I've been really focused on like what I want to do for my 30th birthday in the sense of like party instead of actually, you know what? Let me set some goals before I turn 30. One of those goals was to become a millionaire by the time I'm 30. And um, although we're getting there, we're, we still need a lot of work to do. So I can't accomplish those goals if I don't have a game plan, right? I can say I wanna be a millionaire by the time I'm 30, but if there's not a game plan set in stone, it's not gonna happen. So I set little other goals for myself um, as I'm sitting there in, in the chair and I'm gonna write them down. Um, and I was like, why the fuck am I so focused on the party that I'm wanting to throw for other people versus like what I'm actually trying to accomplish before I'm 30. So that's what I was thinking about today. And I'm really excited because I do have pretty high goals set for myself, but I was listening to a podcast by Ed Milet last week and it talked about setting these huge goals for yourself um, that for you might be unrealistic or unattainable, but because they're so unrealistic and so unattainable, your brain has to do things differently in order to produce those results. Sometimes we set smaller goals for ourselves, and because we already know how to get to that smaller goal, we do the same shit, we do the same thing, right? And so it's little steps, and sometimes it even takes us more it takes longer to reach that smaller goal goal versus setting a big goal because now your brain has to shift. You have to do things differently. You have to be uncomfortable to reach that goal. So I have set for myself pretty high goals. I'm going to write them down and I'm really, really excited about, um, I'll share them with you, uh, maybe in the next episode right now, I'm not ready to share them with you yet, but set goals for yourself because I think it's, it's not, I think I, it's very important for you. Um, if you are trying to reach something. So, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking today in the chair and, um, gym training and everything. I'm still focusing on my hormonal health. This is going to be a long journey guys. So I have, um, pretty much taken off my training a lot. I'm only training like three, four days of max. And honestly, I think it's a good thing right now with me planning the event. I've been sort of in like a funk where like, I really don't want to be in the gym for two hours. I literally just want to go in, 
work out and leave. The only issue that that's, that's what spin was for me. It was like a quick in and out, but I can't do high intensity right now. So I'm trying to figure out a way around it. Um, but I'm just not really wanting to be in the gym for more than two hours right now. Like, I feel like I need to be, I not only am in the gym for two hours, but the drive there, it's a pretty 30, it's a 30 minute drive for us to go to AE and then 30 minute bag. So I don't get home. Like I leave at five and we don't get home till like eight 30 guys. So it's, um, it's a long, long time versus leave to the gym and get home like around seven. Um, that would be a little bit nicer. So I'm just trying to work right, uh, work around that. I'm still struggling a little bit with my gut health guys. I did that poop exam. I still haven't gotten my results and I'm waiting on those because my IBS during my period last week was horrendous, was horrible. I woke up at 5am on Friday because I had a busy day with makeup shoots, things like that. The provocative shoots, um, which I, you, you guys, this is not me like trying to give you guys hyping the event, but I am taking this event so seriously. Like you guys, I don't think you people realize how serious I'm taking this event. This is not something I'm just throwing together, putting balloons up and then it's done and charging you $250 for it. Absolutely not. I am putting so much work into it with the ads, with marketing, with the event. I have an event, a planning, a planner the day of, um, coordinator, I have um, a meeting tomorrow for the actual event decoration that is going to be, I literally am so excited because if you guys know me, you guys do in Virgo, if you see how I have my house, I'm very, very particular with everything. And this event is, is, is just like that. Um, I am working really hard on this event. So you, I'm, I promise you when I say you don't want to miss it, you don't want to miss it because it's not just a whatever thing. I'm really putting a lot of attention to the details with this event. So that's been taking a lot of my time. And <clears throat> um, anyways, Friday I had shoots for that, but my gut was horrible. I was so bloated. I literally woke up at 5 a.m. in tears and I was like, how the hell am I supposed to get through this day? Am I going to cancel? And I was like, fuck no, I cannot cancel. I cannot bail on photographers models and everything like I have to literally suck it up and just do what I can I literally put like three peppermint tea bags at six in the morning in my tea and I was like fuck it just chug this down hopefully it helps and it did help a little bit um and throughout the days it got a little bit better but I'm still struggling with my IBS guys it's it's not fun so we're literally just working on that I'm working on that with Audrey and I'm literally now down to like three ingredients, it feels like three ingredients and I'm, I'm over-exaggerating, but it does feel like I'm like, I can't eat anything. I feel like I'm almost on prep because all I'm eating is like chicken and rice, salmon and rice and potatoes and egg whites. That's literally what I'm eating. And then the weekends, I'm still going out and having what I want because honestly, I can't just fucking be on this, no, like such a restriction diet. It's way too much for me right now. Um, but I'm doing my best. So that's a little intro for you guys on that. And then um, I wanted to talk about, before we go into today's segment, I wanted to talk about how important it is to listen to the universe, guys. I am really, I was having a hard time letting go and trusting that the universe has a plan for me, especially with this event. I'm very controlling. I like to have my hands on things. I like to control the outcome, but there's certain situations that you just can't, right? But not only that, I think the universe puts things in your way for a reason, right? Maybe it's, Maybe you tried reading a book last year and you couldn't get into it, but now for some reason it's telling you to get into it and it's like signaling you to to go into this. So for me, I have really been like everywhere I see on social media, TikTok and everything, it's been about the fem uh, female energy and the masculine energy. 
Um, and I've just been seeing it everywhere and I've been wanting to learn a little bit more about it, but I was like, kind of like, oh, it's pointless, whatever. Well, yeah, then yesterday something, I, I literally got on Instagram and, um, one of, uh, my followers posted about it and I was like, what the hell? Like, I never see her stuff. Um, I haven't seen her stuff in forever. And of course she pops up and I was like, all right, I'm going to look into it. I'm like, I'm going to look into it. And I honestly was thinking, I'm going to look into it so that I could share it with you guys um, on the podcast. I was like, I'm going to look into it because it's popping out for a reason. So then I look into it, I go down a hole and I'm in, and then I literally go into this blog and she has this YouTube, this girl has a YouTube video on it. And I sit there and I, I'm like, oh shit, this is a long video. I click on it and it's 48 minutes long. And I'm like, I was literally on my way to go uh, reorganize my closet. I was like, I'm just going to put a movie on the background of my phone, reorganize my closet. But something in me was like, no, watch this video. And Chris is like, dude, you've been doing work all day. Are you really going to sit there and like take notes on this video? Like go relax, go do what you want to do. I'm like, no, like I literally feel like I want to do this. So I got my iPad and I started taking notes and I was just amazed at what I learned. And like what I received from this message. And it was so insightful from like looking into my life and what I'm lacking. And she talked about the divine feminine energy, the divine masculine energy. I always thought, oh yeah, I, I, I'm really into my masculine energy. And that's why like, you know, one, I don't really get along with a lot of girls Two, like, I'm so career focused, so many things. Right. But I didn't realize that a lot of those parts of me were wounded. So I have a lot of parts of the wounded feminine energy and a lot of parts of the wounded masculine energy. And watching that, my life made so much sense. My current life, my past life made sense. And because I've also gone through therapy and I think that's why everything happens for a reason. Because if I would've watched this this video two years ago, I would've been like, I'm fine. I don't, I don't have trauma. I don't, I don't know what, what she's talking about. Or I have trauma, but I don't know what it is. So I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. And now watching this video, doing the therapy work, the inner child work. And now watching this, I was like, holy crap. And I learned so much about myself and I want to share this with you guys. I, re- I, I, I really want to get into this topic. I'll probably do that in the next episode or the next two episodes, but whatever that the reason I said this to you guys is whatever the universe is telling you to listen to, to watch, to do fucking take the leap and do it. Just listen to your gut because I promise you it's for a reason. So yesterday I was just like, ask Chris. He was just, I was just like, my mouth was like, I was like, do you actually want to know about this? He's like, yeah, babe, go ahead. I'm like, I was just like blabbing on about. And then he's like, okay, babe, you've been talking for like 30 minutes. Can we go to the bed now? And I was like, this is just like, just like blew my mind. I'm like, this is the reason I am what I am. And this is the, it was just like, it's, I love those moments when you realize why you are the way that you are. And then you're like, fuck, okay. Also like I need to work on myself. Right. Because it's easy to like, yeah, let's, let's just learn about it, but not work on yourself. And the thing about this is that when you realize it, it's not work that you can do. You can do it surface level, right? You can try to fix it surface level. Like, Oh, it says I need to rest more. Let me just rest. But it's not that easy. You have to go into your wound and figure out what it is why that emotion is coming out and really try to heal it because if you just do it on the surface level you're never gonna you're never gonna improve you're never gonna feel successful you're never gonna feel like you're enough you're gonna keep going in this yo-yo circle so i'm gonna be doing the work 
honestly, I'll let you guys know right now. I'm so busy with the event and everything and then hormonal health. But I think this is something that I would really love to take a course in because I just was so in shock about everything I learned and how insightful it was to learn about the feminine and masculine energy and how to heal it and how to have a balance with both of those. So I know I talked your ear off about that, but I just found it so entertaining. All right. So today's podcast episode is going to be like a Q and a, I'm not going to answer like, um, every question I got because I want to actually go into detail with these questions. So I asked, asked me some questions on Instagram's, uh, story. So I got a ton um, I went through them a little bit just to see like, okay, which ones I felt like I wanted to really, really like nail down and talk about. Cause I literally got one up. Oh, I was like, I really, I literally got a dumb one. You know who fucking sent it? Art. <laughs> Por que la gallina cruzó la calle? Bro, he's, cause he said, what, what, what is that one? Do you know that one? Yeah. Pero por que en español? Que no dice? What's What's, why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, everything is different. Oh, okay. Freaking art. Okay. So let me get into it. Number one, I'm going to go into this one because she's like begging you. So I got you, Kylie. Begging you to give an update on breast augmentation story. Um, There's really not a story, guys. I got my, my breast done when I was 18, which is literally 11 years ago. Yeah, 11 years. I got it done in 2018. So, um, I got my breast done when I was 18 and I haven't had any problems. I have saline, I have 350 cc's, 375 and another one. Um, and I love my experience. The only thing, the only complaint I guess I have from my doctor is that my scar was a little too big. Um, but she's retired now. I got them done in Tennessee. Um, and I was in the process of looking to get them redone. I remember like two years ago, I was like, I think I made a YouTube video. I was like, I really want to get them redone. But right now I'm actually happy with them. I, the only time that I want to change them per se is when I'm on my, when I'm on my period because they get a little bit bigger and that's like the size that I would love to have them all the time. But my assistant did make a good point, Hannah. She was like, well, you love them at that size, but you have to think about when they're that size all the time. And then you get on your period, they're going to be even bigger. And I was like, damn, you make a good point. So that's the only time that I'm like, okay, I want them a little bit bigger. But honestly, I love my breasts. I love my breasts so much that I don't want to risk redoing them and then they get bodged or they don't look the same because that really terrifies me. I get compliments on my breasts all the time by women. Okay, I'm not going to say by men, by women. And they love, like, <laughs> Chris is over there laughing. They, they love them. I, I get DMs all the time, guys, uh, from you that, you know, you love my breasts. What are they? And I'm just, I love them too. Chris loves them too. So we just don't want to change that up because that really does scare me. Um, I did get a question the other day. If I believe in breast implant illness and do I feel like that's correlated with my endo and my gut health? And guys, I'm not even thinking about that because if I start thinking that they correlate, of course, I'm going to find every reason to believe that it does. But to be honest, I don't worry about that. I've never researched breast implant illness because I don't care. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think, oh my God, I have this other disease and that's what's causing this because honestly, I've had gut issues since before I can remember. I had stomach pain growing up when I had itty bitty titties. So 
the gut issues have always been there. The endo has always been there. The cramping has been really bad since I was in high school before I got my breast. So I'm not going to don't, I think some people, sometimes they go into this so deep and they think about all like, yes, think about the consequences about getting something, but like they put so much fear into doing things. I'm not, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be like, let me find a reason to blame it on my breast. Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, I love my breast and I'm not, I am not getting rid of my breast. So I don't, I don't think about breast implant illness. I don't look it up. I don't, you know, I don't have any opinion on it. I can't say it's real or I can't say it's fake because I don't have enough research in me to tell you, to give you guys my opinion, but I don't want to know about it and I don't care to, but that's as much information I can give you about my breast. Um, and yeah, I got them done in Tennessee with Dr. Scanlon, but she's, she's been retired for like three years now. Okay. Do you want any kids? How many and when? I feel like I've, I got this a lot. So maybe this is like new um, followers, new people who listen to the podcast. So guys, I have such an appreciation for mothers and for single mothers. And I will say, I feel like the old me, the two years ago me, owes mothers an apology because you do not know what mothers go through until one, you're a mother or two. And even then I I don't know everything, right? Two, you have a friend, a sister, a relative who has become a mom. I used to think, well, moms are putting excuses as to why they can't do things. And they can, right? They can, if they really set their mind to it, they can. And a part of me still believes that, right? If you want something bad enough, you can make it happen for you, right? You can find the babysitter, you can find the help, right? If you can. But now being, um, oh, I'm older now. I have my sister who has a daughter. My best friend has a daughter. I have friends now who have kids all around me. And I see how hard it is, guys, it is not easy becoming a mom. One, being a newborn mom. You can't, you've, I've, everyone that I've talked to loses a sense of self. Two, it's always, the responsibility always falls on the mom. No matter how much that is, is involved, the mom is, at the end of the day, the nurturer, the one that the baby needs. Three, it's, a full-time job. Like you are, it's no longer you. Like I said, you lose a sense of self, but it's even more than that. Like everything's about this child. Everywhere you go, everything you do, your rest of your life planning is based on this, on this little baby's life. It's a lot, a lot of work. And I am way more compassionate towards mothers. Um, I'm way more understanding when it comes to things. I did say um, a few episodes back that I, I expect people to respect my time. And some of you were like, well, some of us are moms and things like that, making me seem like I'm some evil witch. I was gonna say the B word, some, but I, I don't wanna get flagged. Some evil witch who doesn't understand or who wouldn't be understanding if that's the case. That's not what I meant, but some of you are so quick to make me the evil person. Um. Not you guys, the haters, let me rephrase that. But it's hard being a mother. And I think about that a lot. So I used to say, no, I don't want any kids. No, I don't want any kids. 
And as I've been around more kids, I think the idea of having a kid seems exciting and seems like a possibility at times. And to be honest, when I get excited, it's because I think about, okay, having a little baby like me, like something that Chris and I created one. And then two, like raising that kid would be fun. I think sometimes I put all this expectation on raising a kid and I shouldn't do that because your kid's oftentimes don't turn out what you think they're going to be. But I'm like, oh my God, if we had a little boy, we'd put them in race cars from like age two and they, he'd be like a little badass. But nothing guarantees me that my kid is going to become that, right? Or, oh, if I have a little girl, she's going to be in ballet and in dance. She's going to be like, I'm going to like put her in sports and this and that. Like, I can say that all I want, but there's nothing guarantees me that my kids are going to turn out that way, right? So that's what kind of excites me. But I, Chris and I really do, think about that a lot because we really think about having a child a lot because it's not just fun oh yeah like that's fun to think about yeah addressing them whatever but raising a kid is a lot of work a lot of sacrifice a lot of emotional work are you we think about that a lot are we emotionally healed so we don't pass down trauma to our child like because we see it because i've working on my trauma i see how much trauma was passed down to me am i ready am i i don't know why i said it ready but am i ready to let go like have i am i ready to raise a child and not put my trauma on that child like we think about a lot of things that most people don't think about when it comes to having a kid and i know chris has said this before but having a kid sometimes is a selfish act, right? You want to have a kid because maybe you feel alone in your life or you don't feel fulfilled. So you think that kid is going to fulfill you in, in your life. And you know, some people, and I'm not, I'm not saying this, this is everyone, but some people are, do think that way. And we don't, we are very, very logical when it comes to having a kid. And we want a lot of things out of our life. We still have not reached our goals that we want in our life. And i feel like I'm barely living. I feel like I'm bare. I'm not even at like nowhere near that peak. Right. Like I feel like we've been climbing this mountain and we're like, the peak is right here. And I'm like, right here, I'm right here, baby. I'm close, but I'm right here. But it, it excites me because I don't want to be at the peak yet. I don't want to have reached my goals yet. I want to keep working because honestly, this past year working on our project and everything has been so much fun. Yes. It's been frustrating, but like I just, I, when I think about my life in the next two years, I get so excited to visualize myself in my office with my assistant, with my creative director, with everything. Like I see that and I don't see us with a kid right now. It would not fit into our plans. And yes, I believe that a kid comes when it's meant, not when you think you're ready. Right. But for us, we don't feel like we're ready. And if it happens, it happens. But also, I think sometimes people forget that they ask questions all the time. Like, when are you having a kid? When are you having a kid? I don't know if I can get pregnant. I don't know. I don't know if, like, we we can. I'm not the healthiest. I have endo. I just found out I had three cysts in my right ovaries. Like, I would have to probably do the whole IVF process. Chris would have to get tested. Like, it's so much, guys, that sometimes people just assume that you can have sex and get pregnant. And it's not like that for everyone. And the constant reminder of, like, when are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to get pregnant? Blah, 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 blah. It's, like, also sometimes exhausting. Like, I don't want to have to think about that right now. And also, I don't, like... I don't even know if I can, right? So there's a lot of things that factor into wanting to start a family. And for us, that's where we're at right now. I'm not on a complete no, like I used to be. I think if it happens, amazing. And I still feel like I'm young. If if it happens at age 32, 33, I feel like that's prime time for me. Right now, 
where I'm at in my life, I'm not ready. And I'm happy being the godmother. I love being la madrina. You call me up. I'll be your kid's madrina, okay? I love being able to buy Mia and Kylie things and getting them when I, like, well, they don't let me borrow their children yet. But I'm hoping that when they're a little older and Kylie's not here. If Kylie was here, guys, if Kylie was here, she'd be at the house all the time. You guys would have a lot of funny stories. But Mia is still little and... uh Everyone go DM Morelli and tell her to let me babysit Mia. Uh, she's still little. And um, once she's a little bit older, I I want to be able to help Aureli more with her. I want her to be able to spend the night at my house and I have her here. And being the godmother and the godparents of the child is so much fun. We took her to the museum, what, two weeks ago, right? Um, and it was fun. We got to deal with her for like two hours, chased her around, gave her some ice cream. <laughs> Give her back to her parents. Chris and I were like, we're going to take a nap when we get home. So it's fun being the godparents it's a lot, and being the aunts and the uncles. And that's where we're at in our lives right now. So that answers your question about having kids. Uh, how does, I got a lot of questions on OF. Can I say OF? OF. And I actually get a lot of questions on my lives about OF. Um, so how does the OF work with your marriage? Do you set boundaries and what to know? And another one was like, how does Chris feel about your OF and chatting with other men? Guys, we've always been transparent about my OF. It's no secret. I know that I live a very different lifestyle than most people. I, you know, it's, it's, you could easily get down because everyone's commenting about your lifestyle and judging you because you don't fit in their mold. And even now, like I've gotten comments where it's like, you're throwing a woman empowerment event, but you're over there doing OF. Yeah. So what? That's why I'm throwing the event because I want you to believe that you can do whatever the hell you want to do, regardless of what people have to say, live your own life, whether it's up to other people's standards, who gives a crap? Like I live a very unique life and I freaking love it, right? I don't care. No one else pays my bills. No one else pays my bills. I've never asked for a handout from anyone, from any, not even my parents, not even Chris. No one has given us a handout. So I do whatever the hell I want to do as long as my husband's okay with it. I do think that building the OF together has really helped us. I've talked about it before in another podcast where if I wasn't with a significant other, it would be a little bit different, right? It would be harder for me to do F by myself and then maybe find a partner who would be okay with it nowadays, right? But my partner and I started it together. Chris and I started it together. Chris takes my photos. I do not take photos with anyone else, which I think that's a really big thing for us. He takes my photos we know what's okay, what's not okay. We know what's okay to post on IG, what's not what's okay to post on OF. We know what our boundary is on OF. We talk about all these things. It's not like I'm over here pretending I'm single and cheating on my man. My man is fully aware of everything that happens to me. Some Because I know, I know you guys are so worried about Chris, but I promise you, he is okay, right, baby? <laughs> he is okay. Like, not everyone, not every man is like Chris. And some of you have your comments to say about him, but he doesn't give a crap. Again, he doesn't give a crap like what anyone else has to say. Say what you want to say on the internet while you're sitting in your home and you're in your apartment living or your house living with your parents. Say what you want to say. At the end of the day, that doesn't affect my life. And so 
OF, we started it together. He takes my photos. We know how we run it. I'm not going to go into the details of how we run it, right? Because we know how we run it. I also have a, a manager that helps us run it, that helps us with tactics. Like we are, we're not just two stupid little kids running this page, right? We're two grown adults who knows what we're doing and who know, like we have sources. We have like a type of management that helps us now. Before when we started, we did it. And it's good. Things are good guys. And I think also him just taking my photos is, is really good too, because I have a say in the way that I want to look. I'm not just posing half naked for whoever is just shooting my content, right? He's shooting my content and we have boundaries on what's okay and what's not okay. Right? Like what we can post, what we can't post, what's too much, what's too risque. Right? We know. And that's pretty much it. Um, I'm trying to make sure I answer you guys' questions on that. Guys, it's it's definitely hard, right? To If you're thinking about starting your own, it's not something that's traditional by no means. What I do is not, a tradi- is, is not traditional, especially not, not in a traditional marriage. I understand that. I understand that 90% probably men would not be okay with that. And that's fine. That's the way that you want to live. If you're a man listening to this and you want a traditional wife, Find yourself a traditional wife, but that's not who I am. So you have to also understand that not everyone lives the way that you want to live. And that's the thing. People are so quick to judge other people because they're not living the life that they want for themselves. Who cares? You're not any more special because you want a traditional life than I am. That doesn't make you a better person. That just means we're different and I respect you. So you should respect me and my choices. And so, you know, I think as long as you have trust in your relationship, open communication in your relationship then you can work on having a a non-traditional relationship like ours and it's healthy chris and i have a healthy relationship right we know we have each other we have 100 trust in each other and that's what matters to us right and i've said it before this of thing isn't a long-term thing for me it's a short-term game we know what we're doing we know what we're doing it and we have a game plan set of stone just because i don't share it with the world doesn't mean i don't know what the hell i'm doing so and i'm, I'm not trying to come off as I was going to say bitchy. I'm not trying to come off bitchy, right? Like I'm just really like wanting you guys to understand where I'm at in my life with this. Right. And I don't, I literally do not care what people have to say about it. Right. I don't think I'm a less, less than anyone else because I do what I do. Right. It's, I don't. And so I think sometimes people want to, I, I wrote about it on my Instagram, want to tear me down by saying, comments about OF and I'm like, you can't tear me down with something I'm not insecure about. I'm openly honest about it. It'd be different if I was trying to hide it and I felt ashamed and embarrassed, but I don't. I'm honest with you guys about it because why not be honest about who you are? That's what people appreciate. No one in this life is perfect. We all do shit. We all make mistakes. We all are like, you can sit here and you can start an, uh, start a, a social media page and protect your pretend your life is perfect but baby it's not no one's life is perfect and the more you think your life is perfect the more unhappy you're going to be with your life because you're not being authentically yourself and i am always going to be authentically myself you are going to get who i am on this camera on instagram on in person always and i can testify that and if 
Yeah, I can testify that uh, with a conversation I just had literally two weeks ago. We got new management for Dark Sport and I had not ever met her. And she was on the phone with me. We had our first meeting and she was like, hey, I just want you to know that I met you in person. And I just want to say I'm so like grateful that you are who you are on your platforms because I was so scared to meet you and you be a disappointment. But you were literally more than I expected. Like, and that comment means so much to me because I'm not here. I don't play this social media game to pretend I'm someone I'm not. I'm here to be who I am and I'm not gonna hide any part of my life. I am gonna be reserved about certain things in my life, right? Because I'm human, I deserve privacy, right? But for the most part, I'm always gonna be authentically, I'm always gonna be share things with you guys and I'm always gonna be real about it. So believe what you wanna believe, but at the end of the day, guys, not even believe what you wanna believe, do what you wanna do because at the end of the day, no one pays your bills no one is like puppeting your life. You are in control of your life. And at the end of the day, if you're happy, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, I'm going to answer like one more. <laughs> what were some of the challenges that you have never talked about? I feel like I've talked about every single challenge I've had in my life with you guys. Everything. And if I haven't yet, it's because we haven't had a conversation about it yet, I guess, and it hasn't come up. But I think I've I've prep. You guys know my financial journey here hasn't been, you know, wasn't easy. You guys know a, a lot of the a lot about the challenges that I've faced getting to where I'm at. Um, and you guys, I talk about my health challenge right now, right? Um, even throwing this event, I have challenges, right? I am, I'm really open about my challenges. Uh, I literally sat yesterday in the parking lot outside of my Pilates studio. I had reserved the class and I went, I made the effort to go and I sat outside the parking lot and cried for like 10 minutes. And then I didn't go inside and I came home because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There was, I could not do it that day. And it took a lot for me, I had I was sat in my car, meditated and cried and was like, what the fuck? Like, this is not me. I'm usually motivated. Why why can't I go in? But my body was just like, no, you're not going in. Like, sometimes there's a greater purpose. Sometimes there's something going on in us that our bodies is telling us to stop and relax and just listen for a little bit. And that's really hard for me because I feel like it's a sign of weakness. Um, and like, it's part of me, guys. I have those challenges. I deal with anxiety. I deal with depression. It's, it's, I'm, ha I'm having to cope with it, but I'm not, I don't, what's the word? I don't like put myself with those diseases. I'm not like, I don't describe, I de identify, that's where I don't identify with everything I have. <laughs> yes, I have anxiety. Yes, I have a depression. Yeah, I have a, yes, I have endometriosis. I have all this shit. Yes, I have IBS. But that's just things I have. I don't identify as that because if I literally put emphasis on all those things in my life and identify as that, I would never get anything done. So things happen, right? My life isn't perfect. I have a lot on my plate and I'm happy for it. I'm grateful for it. I love what I'm doing. I love this event. By no means am I complaining because I love, I love it. I thrive of it. It's been actually hard to give my assistant tasks to do because I'm really bad at letting go of control. Um, but I'm slowly learning to do that. And guys, I'm not perfect. I sat outside of my cry, outside of my car yesterday and cried outside of my Pilates studio. And it's okay, right? I came home and I actually ended up having a really good day yesterday. Um, and Chris checked up on me last night and he was like, hey, how, 
do you feel like you had a better day today? And I was like, actually, yeah, I, I, I woke up having the worst day I have, I've had in a long time. And I ended up having an, a really good day yesterday. So things can turn around and sometimes you just have to be um, compassionate with yourself. So one more question. Everyone is just asking about um, OF and kids. Okay, sorry guys. I'm like I'm like trying to read this really really slow. Okay, um, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna do do this one because I feel like. I've been getting this a lot recently. Surgical and non-surgical procedures you've done in your opinion on them. By the way, love you. Um, I've only gotten my lips done on my face and my Botox. That's it. I don't have any other work done on my face, guys. I, I literally been getting this a lot more recently. Um, if I get cheek, cheek filler, if I get jaw filler and I don't, my face, the only thing that I get done is my lip filler and my Botox. Another thing I was considering was for a little while was under eye filler and I did my research and it was like an absolute no. So if you're thinking about getting under eye filler, every person that I've heard say they got under eye filler regrets it guys. And they end up looking worse. So that's the only thing that I would say no, no. My sister works at a med spot and she said to get micro micro needling done underneath there because it really does help um tighten that area versus putting in filler guys that area is so sensitive and i just i've seen so many botched under eye filler that i absolutely not no and then body wise you guys know my breasts are the only thing i've done nothing else no butt my butt is my my butt my butt <laughs> you guys know that i was considering getting my butt but it's my butt um, and at this point, guys, I'm really happy with it. I know that I talked about how I was so obsessed with getting my butt done for a while there. It's always right after prep, though. Every single time right after prep, I'm like, I need my butt done. I need my butt done. And then the fact that want goes away and I'm doing much better. But I did mention that I did have gnosis on it. So I was actually thinking about that this morning. Um, I do feel like it's helped a little bit because I actually feel like it's helped a lot because I... I don't feel that same way about butts or seeing other big butts on social media. So, and I actually haven't been seeing a lot of big butts on social media. Isn't it crazy what you focus on? If you focus on negative shit and bad shit, that's all you're going to see. And if you focus on good things, that's what you see. I'm literally right now that I'm thinking about it. I haven't really been on. I haven't been seeing big butts on social media because I haven't been hyper focused on them guys. That's like a big win. That is a big win for me. So um, speaking about what I've done, that's it. But guys, surgical things, get done what you want to get done. If it's going to make you feel confident and you're doing it for yourself, who cares what other people have to say? The only thing that I will talk shit about is if my only one that I will talk shit about is if you get your butt done and you are saying that it's because of hip thrust, then that's when I'm mad. That's when I can't stand. Now, if you're saying I got my butt done, but I'm working out and it's helping to keeping my butt toned, then that's fine. 
but I have come across so many pages of females who literally have a fake butt. You can tell they have a fake butt because you do not see that much growth in a year alone in the glutes. And then they put, they say that it's, it's hip thrust. And I'm like, baby girl, I've been hip thrusting for eight years. And if it was hip thrust, I'd be looking like that. And I know genetics play a huge role, but that's the only time. I think people just need to be more like honest with the procedures. I think there's nothing wrong with getting it done. Don't hide it. If you've gotten it done, who cares? Like that's your business and you don't have to share it, but please share it. If you are over here saying that you're working out and you're building your butt when it's 100% fake. So that's all I got for you guys. I do have a lot of like little ones. Um, um, but we could go on about this for forever. Um, hold on. I want to do one more, one more. Okay. How do you stay so lean your body goals? And then uh, that kind of goes, um, with, I got another question. If I ever binge eat, um, I eat really clean guys. I think once you make it a lifestyle, it's really easy to keep it up. There, I'm not saying say no to burgers, say no to things, because you can you can still have those things, you can still enjoy those things, but you do need to be a little bit more disciplined. I keep my body now because I am disciplined and because I like the things that I eat. I literally have the same things in every almost every single day except for Thursdays and the weekends. Thursdays are sometimes the days we go out for breakfast, and I still end up ordering egg whites where we go and like chicken sausage. And right now I'm I'm ordering like gluten free toast. I don't get like pancakes and and like greasy hash browns and greasy food when I go especially for breakfast I'm a big Chris has to fight me on breakfast sometimes because sometimes he's like please let's go do like Waffle House or let's go do this and I'm like no absolutely not I'm not I'm not, I don't like to start my day that way um once a month I'll have like donuts for breakfast right like when I really really want it but for the most part I eat really clean and then on the weekends if I want pizza or something I'll have a slice or two and then that's not like, it doesn't affect me anyway, because I'm still active. I get my water in, I get my steps in, and 90% of my diet is clean. So once you build those healthy habits, it's really easy to maintain a good physique and it does take time. Please don't be impatient with yourself and think that things are going to change in six months because they're not like, I know that that can be sometimes disappointing, but that's not how life works. It, especially when it comes to fitness and changing your lifestyle, it takes time. I've been at this for eight years, guys, and my body has only gotten better throughout the years. I remember when I was 18, 19, looking at Michelle Lewin and being like, oh my God, I want my body to look like Michelle Lewin because she was older and my body looked nowhere near that because I didn't have muscle maturity. And if you're young and you're listening to this and it's only been a year of you being consistent in the gym, I promise you, your body ends up looking better and better as you age 100% because you build more muscle maturity and you're, you look fuller, your muscles get fuller, you lose a little bit more of that, more of that fat. So your body composition just looks better as you build more muscle and as you develop more time in the gym. So stay consistent with it. Keep yourself accountable with a clean, healthy diet. Um, you know, do focus on being in a calorie deficit if you're trying to lose weight. And then after that, if you're wanting to maintain, just eat foods that fuel you. Eat whole foods, chicken, rice, fruits, vegetables. I know that we talk about that all the time, but it's so important. And they honestly make you feel so good. Let go of all that crappy food that makes you feel crappy. Like I promise you, like sometimes I really want ice cream, but then I think about like, 
oh my God, this ice cream is going to make me feel like crap. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want it because I know that when I have it, it's going to make me feel like crap. And I'd rather not deal with that feeling than have that little instant gratification from having that ice cream. So when I do want something, whether it be chocolate or whatever, that's fine. But when it comes to really greasy food, I know when to say no, because I know that that instant gratification is not worth what I'm going to feel that night or later that next morning. So those are the things I think about. Anyways, guys, I know I only covered like four things, but I really wanted to get deep into those four topics. Um, I'll do another Q and a, um, on my story so that I can actually answer them a little bit more, um, faster on there, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Please don't forget to get your tickets for the provocative experience, share it with someone. Oh, I did get a question on, on, oh my God, I'm scared to go by myself. I know so many women that are coming by themselves. This is a great opportunity for you to meet people and make new friends. Cause sometimes when you come with a person, you're just stuck with that person. But if you come alone, you're forcing yourself to get uncomfortable and meet new people. And that is an amazing thing. So come alone. Please don't be scared because it's going to be a great time. You're going to be surrounded with a lot of beautiful, empowering, and honestly, nice women. So please don't be scared. And I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.